Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, July 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Global stocks shuttered yesterday as the coronavirus Delta variant continued its spread around the globe. And the online brokerage Robinhood is getting ready for its IPO. Plus, the U.S. administration recently issued a warning about doing business in Hong Kong. But the companies on the ground there aren't too happy about it. One of the U.S. National Security Advisors say that they weren't in the business of trying to make sure Goldman Sachs had better access to the China markets. We'll take a look at how U.S. companies in Hong Kong are dealing with political tensions. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Global stock markets tumbled yesterday. Investors were unnerved by the rapidly spreading Delta coronavirus variant. The S&P 500 ended Monday more than 1.5% lower, and European bourses had their worst session of the year, with leading indices down more than 2%. Commodity prices fell, as did the yield on the 10-year Treasury. The FT's mom to Badkar has more on investors' thinking. Vaccinations were sort of seen as this holy grail and that, you know, once folks started taking their vaccines, you know, we'd get a better handle of the pandemic. And I think what's concerning people is that, you know, if you look at the UK, the vaccine rates are pretty high, but the Delta variant's just rippling through the country. And so I think that's what's really concerning people is the variant going to be able to get around vaccines. And does that in turn then mean we're going to see these you know, lockdowns reintroduced. There's also some concern that that growth at companies that have benefited from the end of lockdowns, that, you know, that growth could peak as inflation starts to heat up in, in Europe and the U.S. That's the FT's U.S. breaking news editor, Mamta Badkar. One of the most anticipated stock listings of the year is about to land. Online brokerage Robinhood is aiming for a valuation of up to $35 billion in its IPO on the NASDAQ. It's expected to float sometime next week. The FT's Madison Darbyshire spoke to me about why there's all this excitement. It's been in the news. It's a brand that a tremendous number of Americans are using to trade stocks. But it's also come under fire from regulators. It's gotten in trouble for things like gamification The SEC is really not sure where it's going to come down on payment for order flow, which is how Robinhood makes most of its money. And if Robinhood loses the way that it makes most of its money, it suddenly becomes a lot less attractive for investors. So, Madison, what's interesting to me about the Robinhood IPO is that the company allocated more than 30 percent of its shares to retail traders, which, if I understand it correctly, is is pretty unusual. Generally, IPOs allocate very little shares to retail investors because it's more work for the company. It opens them up to slightly more volatile share prices after the IPO. It's easier for them to get all of their cash from big institutional fund managers or investment banks. But Robinhood is really trying to play into this idea that it is about democratizing access. And so for them, offering 35% of their shares to retail investors is them kind of putting their money where their mouth is and saying, we're going to let retail investors who wouldn't normally be able to buy at this IPO price in on this offering. Madison Darbyshire is our U.S. investment reporter. (laughs) 
The Biden administration has been talking tough on China lately. Yesterday, it accused Beijing of masterminding cyber attacks, and last week it issued an advisory warning to U.S. businesses of the risks of operating in Hong Kong. It cites, for example, a national security law, which would give Beijing access to data stored on servers there. But while U.S. business groups might not be happy about the crackdown in Hong Kong, they're also not happy about the Biden administration's warning. Our correspondent in Hong Kong, Primrose Reardon, joins me now to talk more about this. Hey, Primrose. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for coming back on the show. Um, Primrose, what was the purpose of the Biden administration's business advisory? I mean, U.S. officials say it's because there's been such a change in the regulatory and legal environment in Hong Kong, which is for a big trading partner of the U.S. They say this that the changes have been so big that they need to tell business and make sure business are aware of the risks that they face as in a general sense. And these officials are saying, no, it's not because they're trying to force business to leave the city or relocate their headquarters or anything. It's just to make sure that all business are aware of what's going on, like you would in a travel advisory. So Primrose, um, what are U.S. businesses worried about here? I guess the concerns among U.S. business about such an advisory is, first, it's sort of unusual. The U.S. doesn't offer these kind of business advisories very, very regularly or commonly elsewhere in the world. And so they're sort of worried that there could be any sort of backlash against U.S. business. The other thing that business is quite concerned about is that despite the fact that there is this clampdown going on in Hong Kong, And there is, you know, a lot of concerns over not just the national security law, but there's also another whole lot of other laws that are coming in, for example, an anti-doxing law, which could mean that executives of technology companies could be personally liable if they refuse to take down certain content. So there is is sort of a number of these sort of laws that are coming about that are changing the landscape in Hong Kong. But at the same time, a lot of these companies say, yes, these things are all happening, but it doesn't mean that Hong Kong is still exactly like mainland China, or does it have the full risks and difficulties of doing business in mainland China? I'm curious, though, is is there anything that the Biden administration can actually do? I think there's a question of whether or not the, the Biden administration really wants to Obviously, their China policy is still evolving. But in the early days, we had one of the U.S. National Security Advisor say that they weren't in the business of trying to make sure Goldman Sachs had better access to the China market. So it's a question of whether or not any of these sort of more strident policies by Western countries, including the U.S., are having any shift, um, any impact on China's policy towards Hong Kong. And I think the answer to that is that it's very difficult for the US to make moves that would shift China's policy towards Hong Kong without hurting US companies that are operating in Hong Kong and in China and without creating massive, serious ruptions in the global financial system. So it's a really difficult question for them going forward about what they will actually do. Primrose Reardon is the FT South China correspondent. She's based in Hong Kong. Thanks, Primrose. Thank you so much.
And before we go, a quick scheduling change. Yesterday, we told you about our clubhouse chat that was planned for today, featuring our sports reporting team in Tokyo for the Olympics. And with everything Tokyo Olympics, we've also had to make some changes. Our clubhouse chat with sports editor Murad Ahmed and sports business correspondent Sarah Germano will now be on Thursday, July 21st. The time will stay the same, though, 8 a.m. Eastern U.S. time, 1 p.m. London time. We'll tweet out a link to the chat. Thanks for all your flexibility, and can't wait to see you there. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.